and you're listening to a sermon from Bent Tree Church in Loveland, Colorado. For more information about Bent Tree, visit BentTreeChurch.com. After this, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean countryside, where he spent time with them and baptized. John also was baptizing in Anon near Salem, because there was plenty of water there. People were coming and being baptized. Since John had not yet been thrown into prison, then a dispute arose between John's disciples and the Jew about purification. So they came to John and told him, Rabbi, the one you testified about and who is with you across the Jordan is baptizing and everyone is going to him. John responded, no one can receive anything unless it has been given to him from, a, from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I have been sent ahead of him. He who has the bride is the groom, but the groom's friend who stands by and listens for him rejoices greatly at the groom's voice. So this joy of mine is complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. Amen. You may be seated. You probably noticed something. We move beyond to a different passage of scripture today. We, we're, still, we're still in John chapter 3, and we will be for a few weeks here, but it's, it's a new passage, meaning is that this late night conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus has now ended, and we've been studying that powerful message for at least two weeks. <laughs> I'm just kidding, four months. Okay, but now in verse 22, the apostle John moves beyond to a new description what is happening in the earthly ministry of Jesus. Let's not forget the purpose that John the Apostle writes this book, the Gospel of John. He tells us, he says, I write these stories of Jesus so that you may believe. Believe what? That Jesus is the promised one. And it's not just any belief that Jesus, I'm sorry, that John is wanting from us. It's specifically believing in faith in the message that we can be saved from the guilt of our own sin. Specifically by believing in Jesus to be the son of God given as the perfect sacrifice for our sin so that we can be delivered from the wrath of God and be given the righteousness of Jesus. And counted, adopted as a child of God. Somebody say amen. Because th- that right there, that is the gospel. Literally, the righteousness that Jesus has is put into your ca- account as a believer. That's not figurative speech. That's the gospel message right there. And John is writing this because he is, when he writes this, a gos- this gospel account, probably in his 90s, probably the last remaining original disciple of Jesus still alive on the earth. As the apostle John is writing this, the gospels of, check this out, Mark, Matthew, and Luke have all been written and are very powerful. We call those the synoptic gospels, those three. They're all very similar in timeline, slightly different from each other, kind of like camera angles. Do you know what I mean? Like shooting the same scene in a movie, but from different perspectives, same story. They share that story of Jesus' life, but from those different vantage points. 
But as we've seen so far in this study, John is different in his approach than the other three synoptic gospels. He's not giving a specific timeline here, although he does give an overall timeline. But what John is giving us is this insight into who Jesus is as the Son of God come in the flesh to save us. John is giving his point of view, and he doesn't want us to miss a thing. So what I'm saying is John fills in some of the gaps that the other Gospels don't cover, or they don't cover in the same way. So this little passage that we just read is interesting, because the other three Gospels, they don't mention it at all. Now that does not mean that this example does not happen. It doesn't. John the Apostle, being led by the Holy Spirit as he's writing this down, wants us to see specific things in Jesus' life that show him to be the Son of God. So let's begin to take these verses one by one and see what this is. Remember, when we study the Bible, we're always asking a few basic questions like, who is this written to? The context it's written in. Uh, Like, is it poetry, narrative? Is it apocalyptic literature like say, the book of Revelation or Daniel. Now, this happens to be narrative at this point. The Apostle John is the narrator of what is happening, but he is also describing the baptizer John, what he's doing. So for the last few weeks, we've been hearing this straight from Jesus. But now, John is going to be the narrator again and then speak for John the Baptist. He's going to say what John the Baptist says specifically. He's going to quote him. I say it like that because remember there are two Johns here. John the disciple or what we also call John the apostle. And then John the Baptist who I've been trying to differentiate by calling him the baptizer or John the baptizer. So let's unpack starting in verse 22. Look at your Bible there or up here at the screen. After this, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean countryside where he spent time with them and baptized This is still very early in the public ministry of Jesus. Not long after Jesus had been baptized and then went to Jerusalem and cleared the temple out of the money changers, all the livestock, chickens flying everywhere. Everybody sees that and Jesus begins to do miracles around Jerusalem. And people flock to Jesus. They want to see these miracles and to hear what this guy says. Then we had the story with Nicodemus that we've been studying and Jesus, that late night story where Jesus is telling Nicodemus what it means, what must happen for him to enter the kingdom of heaven. And Nicodemus, he can't handle the truth, right? He leaves Jesus not believing in faith yet. Jesus is the son of God. He doesn't believe that yet. Then here in verse 22, it says, after that, meaning the very next thing that happens After the meeting with Nicodemus, Jesus goes with the the disciples to the countryside near Jerusalem. Probably the Jordan River there begins to baptize. This narrative, John the Apostle gives us. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Bentry Church. To get connected at Bentry and for more information, please visit BentryChurch.com.